I get those goosebumps every time I just have to get the big fella off the bench oh Could this be their last chance now? In it comes Monster to the Falcons He scores! Falcons have scored! I'm waiting on you I get those goosebumps every time I need the line to throw that to the side I get those goosebumps every time Yeah, when you're not around me Throw that to the side I get those goosebumps every time, yeah, 713. Could have played one, yeah, I'm riding. Why they on me? Why they on me? I'm riding. I'm sitting low key. I'm sitting low key and riding. It's my Back in town, back again. Uh, welcome to Loaded Mag and UFC for Loaded Transfer Show. Uh, whew, feels like that just kind of just rolls off the tongue now with, with, the, with the last <laughs> few weeks. Uh, but boys, um, how are you on this uh, Tuesday evening? Uh, ready to talk some football? Oh, I am ready. Uh, ready, Pete. Uh, if we left the two of you, we'd still be you'd still be chatting for twenty minutes and and uh, uh, the, leave the chatters where I have to I have to stop them. Come on, lads, let's start the show. But uh, all good with me, uh, lads. Uh, just in, in the office today. But uh, yeah, looking forward to to, to reminiscing about what happened uh, yesterday and today. Uh, fill in the gaps and uh, yeah, take it from there. Uh, we're running a poll as well. I, I uh, so the, and the I question. Would you accept a bid of uh, between eighteen and twenty uh, million pounds uh, to uh, to uh, sell uh, Kieran Trippier? The answers are your options are yes, no, or would you sit in the fence like <coughs> double O Stato? So there are your options. It was about eighty percent said yes so far. I think when I just glanced at it. Mm-hmm. So, so does that come up on the screen for the viewers? To see? Yes, on, on YouTube. Lovely. Lovely. Get involved, people. Uh, get your get yourself involved in the poll. But look, um, Mr. Horn, all good? I'm good, mate. Yeah, yeah. Busy day in work, like Dazzler. Um, yeah, it's been a busy day, but I've been really looking forward to doing tonight's show because we've got a lot to discuss. Um, lots to you know, try and try and um try and work out, try and try and fathom. Um it's not gonna be easy, but uh, we'll do our very best. Yeah, definitely. And look, uh, welcome to everyone in the chat. Um, about 100 already in the chat, people streaming through. Uh, make sure you do the right thing. Housekeeping, as always, click that like button. And of course, come and subscribe to the channel. Uh, so many new subscribers um, in the last few weeks. Welcome all to the Loaded family. Um, make sure you've clicked that button. Um, target, Pete. What, what, what's your target uh, for the show? Not my target. You, you, you're the man that sets the target, fellow. What, what, what are you going for this time? I think we smashed okay. them out of the pot the last couple. Uh, Fifty million. Fifty million. That's where I go. Uh, no, um, two seven five. Two seven five. Okay. Yeah. Two seven five. More than achievable, people. Come on. We've already got hundred in the chat, so that should be a hundred. Like, boom, done, uh, and in there. That is for sure. Look, boys. Honestly. 
Um, Newcastle United has been an absolute whirlwind, as we know from Sunday, um, in that monster show that we put together, um, talking all things Newcastle United. Um, and it just seems to be rolling on and on and on, um, uh, non-stop all the way through. But look, firstly, before we get into the transfer stuff, um, there has been some confirmation, and I'm not sure where it is, because uh, I just had it a second ago, um, that Joe Linton has successfully had his um, surgery uh, today, um, and they have set the timeline for... Uh, May 2024 for his return. So they've not said effectively that his season's over, but what they have said is that he'll be um, back in May, whether that's in time um, for the end of the season or not. Um, it'll be remains to be seen. But as it says there, they've wished um, Joe Linton um, a speedy recovery. So we know it's done. We know he's had his surgery. We know that's in place um, and we're going to be missing him. For the rest of the season, if not the vast majority of that. But um, there were a bit of news we, we, we come to expect. Now, um, let's continue on with the conversation. The now, we'll, we'll, another, yeah, the, another the, chapter piece. <laughs> the, the chapters considered, chapter two, um, if you will. Uh, let, let's, let's continue with that um, because... As it started, there's been a, a, a numerous conversations about uh, Kieran Trippier. Um, Kieran Trippier's um, move or potential move to Bayern Munich hasn't really gone away. Um, it's still there. There were people that were saying that it's not happening. We talked about it on Sunday. It's not happening. Craig Hope, um, Luke Edwards, the deal is not happening. He's going to be staying at Newcastle United. However, uh, Christian Folk has maintained... Um, uh, in, in his exclusive that crucial talks today um, were going to be made with regards to Kieran Trippier. Um, and whilst lots of people were speculating and, 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 and talking about whether he was going to make that move or not, um, it came to fruition. So we had that confirmation from a friend of the channel, Ben Jacobs, along with others, that a second bid had come in and quite quickly been rejected. Um, so Fabrizio Romano says that formal bid from Bayern Munich came in um, and it come from um, um, Plettenberg, um, who is working for Sky Germany, uh, talked about uh, that second bid coming in. But as we know, Ben Jacobs said that that bid has been rejected. Um, uh, 50 million euros um, was talked about, boys, as that figure that could potentially get the deal done. Um, so, you know, just on that before we kind of continue with with, um, with the Kieran Trippier talk, when that bid came in and you saw that that was rejected, Daz, were you, were you surprised by that? Well, I kind of, uh, because I was so busy today, uh, I saw it all in one, one batch uh, when I got home. But, um, well, yeah, I was surprised to tell you the tr truth because, uh, look, it's, it's around that figure I, I would have accepted my, myself uh, if we can get a third bid. Uh uh all the better uh but um yes that, that equals that equates to the the what we we bought him for uh it's slightly more than what we bought him for so it, it would have been and when we have a replacement already there uh in in tino the, the future like 
what what are you going to get for me? What are you going to get for for a trip yet? You're going to get a, this season, and you're going to get next season. He'll be he'll be sharing the 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 responsibility on the right hand side with um with Tino. So it would be I would have ta- myself. I would have taken the money and and invested it elsewhere uh, in the squad. Uh, but there might be a few more that we'll talk about that that where we might get money in and maybe then. Uh, I, I, I don't know with all the, the obvious thing, things that we said, talk about his leadership and his set pieces and stuff like that. We've missed all those, and like y- y- you love him, but we have to also move on. Uh, so I would have accepted it, I think, but uh, hoping for an, uh, a third, a third bid. Yeah, well, we we the same as Daz Chris with regards to um, the the fifty million euro bid being rejected because it had been said that actually at that point. Um, that if a, a bid of 15 million euros came in, um, ultimately, what, 13 million pound, pretty much around the similar fee that we signed him for, that they would look to maybe recoup that. Were you surprised when it was rejected? Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I was surprised, but I, I, you know, I would have accepted it personally. But the only way that I wouldn't have accepted it is if I thought that I could eke a few more pounds. And I'm wondering whether that's what the club are trying to do. Because if they're pretty confident that Bayern seem really keen on Kevin Trippier and Kevin Trippier is keen on the deal, um, I believe I believe that that's something that can still happen. I think um, I think I think it's an interesting one because Kevin Trippier is a player that we probably never envisaged losing. We probably don't want to lose, and and I get that. But then at the same time. You've got to look at that kind of fee for the 33 year olds who we've already replaced. I know we keep talking about it, boys, but it is fact. The, and the change in position or the change in stance, and we're purely basing this off the journalists. We don't know anything else. We, we can only go by what the journalists are saying or what we're hearing. And like you said, Pete, it certainly sounded like if we could recoup our money for Kevin Trippier, we paid roughly 12 million for them. If we can get 12, 13 million off buying, you would think we'd accept it. Now, there's a few reasons as to why I believe that is. Um, and it's either that Newcastle think they can get more money. It's either that Newcastle now believe that they're very close to selling somebody else and they don't need the money. Um, or it's the fact that, that Newcastle believe they cannot let Kevin Trippier go. And I don't think it's... I, I, They always say, don't they, there's no smoke without fire. And for me, there's no way that Bayern would potentially make two bids for Kevin Trippier. Kevin Trippier would allegedly go over to Germany to have talks. There's no way all that would happen if there wasn't interested parties, i.e. Kevin Trippier was interested in the move, Newcastle were interested in selling them. Bayern Munich wouldn't keep bidding and bidding and bidding. So to me... I think Newcastle are trying to get a little a little bit extra. Uh, because let's be honest, boys, if we can get 15, 16, 17 million out of Bayern Munich for Kevin Trippier, that's fantastic business. It's fantastic business. And regardless of anybody else who may be going out, which I know we'll probably touch on, it will come to a point where they go, do you know what? I think that offer's too good to reject. Um, none of us want to see Kevin Trippier go. It's not like we're all saying, let's get rid. We don't need him or we don't want him. But you have to sit up and take note when somebody bids a lot of money for a player who's, you know, coming to in the twilight years of his footballing career. And it's a lot of money for us at the moment because it obviously opens doors and enables us to go and spend money elsewhere in the squad, which is much needed. No, I think that's a really good point. Um, and you've touched on a, a couple of things that I wanted to kind of uh, talk about a little bit more, is that, you know, you mentioned about the fact that 
is there another player that they're they're more inclined to think that they're going to get some money for, or certainly more money for? Is there a deal already in place with another player that we're looking to sell? Um, and it's really interesting um, because uh, Luke Edwards comes back and, and says not long after this, I'm fully expecting there to be a, a very uh, a third very public bid uh, before they close of the window. And if they get above 20 million, um, he reckons that they've got a chance. Um, whereas, uh, it, you know, at that point, it was that Kieran Trippi is not for sale. Um, Bayern Munich are trying um, to obviously flex their big club um, abilities um, with with that particular second bid. Um, Kieran Trippi said he wants to stay, but like you've said, no smoke without fire from that perspective. I think there's a couple of things there. I think you're right um, in that Miguel Almiron, and, and we'll talk about that, could well be um, an alternative, as could uh, Wilson or maybe one other. Um, but I think as well as that, Newcastle United know by Munich's situation. Now, we mentioned it on Sunday and I mentioned it again. Bayern Munich don't have a right-back uh, available to play. So we know that Bayern Munich are desperate. They need to get somebody in because they've got their their team, their defence is completely imbalanced at the moment. Um, but they also know that their alternative to Kieran Trippier is Nord um, Mukulele uh, from PSG. And although they've been locked in talks with him, PSG are even more reluctant to let him go as we are for Kieran Trippier. So they know that Bayern Munich are desperate. Now, I would probably take Kieran Trippier over Mukulele, although he's you know he's a younger player, um, because you're getting the instant quality coming into the team. Newcastle United know they know this. They're not they're not stupid. They're not stupid. And what you, as you said, and I agree, they're trying to eke as much money out of Bayern Munich. They're saying, if you really want him, pay the money. We said 15 million euros. You put it up front. Okay, let's go 17. Can you go 17? Uh, why not 20? Or let's go 17 and a half with the extra two and a half if you win the Bundesliga. Let's put, let's put that on there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying this is happening, but but you can see that this is probably maybe Newcastle's tactic. And so, how much can you really give us? What have you got there? Do you really want this player? Um, and they're putting them on because Newcastle United, remember, they they don't they don't need to sell Kieran Trippier. They don't need to. So if they're going going to, they need to financially benefit from this. Sorry, that's gone. Yeah, no, I was just going to ask you on the the PSG player. Um, how much are PSG looking for for uh, that chap? Well, the initial talks with them was for a loan, a loan with an obligation. Um, so it very much went the same way um, as, as the Kieran Trippier. Now, in terms of their bid, I don't actually know how much they bid for or or even if there's a bid there. New, Trippier, Trippier and Bayern Munich is a lot further down the road than, than uh, Michelele. But he was the initial target before Trippier became an option. So they they obviously want him just as much as they want Trippier. But Trippier's further down the road here. I think that Bayern Munich feel that they can get a deal with Newcastle for Kieran Trippier more than Mukulele. And and, uh, and as well as that, I think Newcastle know that too. And so as the window starts to dwindle down, 
Bayern Munich are going to panic and they're going to end up paying whatever they need to get that player in. Because you don't get a player of Trippier's quality um, done easily. So that's kind of where I'm at with regards to uh, to that Trippier sort of situation. And, and that's kind of where it is at this moment in time. The second bid's gone in. It's been rejected. We know that there's talk in the background going on because there's, it's clear the fact that there's a second bid gone in. They're clearly talking. Um, but we also know that Bayern Munich are looking at that Mukulele situation and, and going, you know, can this deal be done? So that's kind of the picture as we see it with Kieran Trippier. But Daz, I don't know if you're able to see it. Like, what, what's the poll telling us now with regards to Kieran uh, Trippier? Yeah, How's it looking? I, I, I'll check that later. But uh, just to link in, into that, Pete, while I'm do, uh, checking that out, um, it just shows you then that Newcastle aren't, aren't really in in the danger zone in regards to, to FFP, PSR, because they would have just t- taken a, 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 that bid there today. So it, it kind of rules out that theory uh, that that's, has been floating around as well. Uh, give me a sec now, and I'll be able to tell you. I'll have to get back to you. Uh, I can't see it. I'll have to go online and see I was going to say we needed the drum roll, but but you know, let, we'll come back to that in a second. There we go. <laughs> if only we had the voting system uh, up and running. But but what we'll do, we'll have a look at that later, and we'll we'll see what the. I, um... ha- I have it. It's seventy-eight uh, percent say yes, and sixteen percent say no, and uh, there are six uh, percent are on the fence with Keith Roll. <laughs> interesting so yeah that's painting a nice picture if you haven't gone onto the poll make sure you do so um, that's for sure and and look um boys i'll ask you before we move on do you expect a third bid chris do you expect a third bid to come in for kieran uh, kieran Trippier um before the week's out um yes yes i do think there will be another bid for kieran Trippier. I don't. I thought you were going to ask me whether he's going to move or not, because that one I'm not so sure on. But um, I do think a fair bid will come in, uh, and maybe Pete, maybe this is when this is when we pull the trigger and say yes. Who knows? Maybe maybe Newcastle are going to highball them and go right. You know, we want 25 million, and then if Bayern come back and go, okay, we'll give you 19 million, and we just go, yeah, great, do it. <laughs> um, because as I say, you you, you can't. For me, I, I was genuinely I would have took 13 million. I would have because I think it's good business sense. But the only time, as uh, as I say, I know they say he's not for sale, but the only time that you wouldn't accept it is if you think, you know what, these need this. These really want this. And, you know, it, you kind of, you, you, you're testing the water, so you're kind of going a little bit more, a little bit more. And I, I do I do feel, my gut feeling is telling me that's where we are. That's where we are with this deal. I, I think there's too much noise around it and there's too much insistence that he's not for sale for there not to be anything in it. Um, so for me, I think I, I, I do think I do think Bayern will come back in, and again, it wouldn't surprise me if they said a deal was accepted. And all of a sudden, fast forward, deal just gets done like that. Wouldn't surprise me. Daz, what do you think? Third big coming in. Are you, are you still? Are you with that mindset that you think um, that, that Trippier may well leave the club this month? 
I, I think they will come back. Look, look what they, they did with Kane. Uh, they, kept, they kept going back. It was the saga back and over. So I think they will come back. Uh, and then I think what, like what Chris is saying there, that it, it may, may, they may have to meet them halfway uh, to get a deal done. But uh, I like this one from Will. He says, uh, you're not selling apples in the Moroccan market, Pete. You're selling trips with your... <laughs> You're uh, you're playing how it would go down, but uh, love that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so but, yeah, I think I think they'll come back. Um, but whether we'll sell or not, I don't know. It, it may depend on the other deals we get done, and and also maybe they don't want to sell unless they know for sure where we're getting someone in. Uh, so let's see. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you where I am. Will I'm in the German market? That's where I am. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get the deal done, fella. Try to get the deal done, but uh, but no, um, it, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, I I can't, oh, I can't imagine this team this season without Kieran Trippier in it. Um, however, if it means that we can go on and strengthen the team before the windows out, then I, I would take it. I I I'd take that deal. Um. Anywhere, anywhere from 17 million euros up, I'd be accepting that deal and saying to Kieran Trippier, thank you for your service. Um, on you go. We put our full backing into Tino Livramento um, and we move forward. Uh, that, that's what I would do. Um, I'm, 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 I'm calm with, with Kieran Trippier leaving. I wasn't when it first broke Friday into Saturday. Um, I am now. Uh, doesn't mean that I don't Love and respect what he's done. I think he's a fantastic player, but I'm quite calm with him, him leaving if it means we bring the players in. But don't you boy. think it's mad, Pete? That's where we are at the minute. Because, like, I, I said this the other day, and I think you boys feel exactly the same way. It's like how calm and collected we are when we're like, yeah, probably the best right back we've ever seen in our in our time being Newcastle fans. But yeah, we'd let him go. But it's just because it's because of the position that we're in. If if if, if FFP wasn't a thing, we, we wouldn't entertain selling oh, yeah. and trip yet. Um, but you've got to see the bigger picture and you've got I keep banging on about it. You've got to look at that age. You've got he, he yeah. is not a great age. He is not a great age, and you've got 33, 34, the Tino. Uh, like no, if, if we if we don't get rid, if we don't sell him in this in, by the summer, we get nothing for him uh, at all. Yeah. So uh, it's 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 been ruthless. Back to the New Year's resolution. We have to be ruthless. It is. Yeah. The, and, and this club certainly being ruthless, that's for sure. Because um, not only is Trippier potentially in the market, um, a new player popped up on the scene um, the other day. And, uh, yeah, friend of the channel, uh, Ben Jacobs, uh, broke the news. Um, Al-Shabaab. Um, of the Saudi Pro League um, had a, apparently provisionally um, had an agreement with Miguel Almiron um, and that Miguel Almiron was understandably uh, open to the move but nothing was done at um, this point. Uh, lots of different conversations uh, happening. Um, talks over possible move uh, for Miguel Almiron says Luke Edwards um, and that those talks were ongoing uh, there was in the interest was genuine. People questioned whether it was genuine or not, um, but that was the case. Uh, what was interesting from that is that uh, another friend of the channel, Liam Kennedy of Newcastle World, um, mentioned that actually 
Al Shabab wasn't the only team that was involved in this bidding war because Al Hilal Al Halal uh, had also been interested, and we know more than anything that Alan St. Maximin went there in the summer. Um, and so there was talk of uh, a kind of a uh, a reuniting uh, of two Newcastle United players. Um, but that was continued on. Now, uh, what was interesting is Keith Downey um, came on and had his opinion. And at the bottom there, he mentioned something that was um, that was important. Um, that Almiron is the most likely to leave of all of the Newcastle United players that have been linked um, over recent days. And I think that was really, really important. Craig Hope had mentioned something similar and said um, they haven't, unlike Trippier and Wilson, Almiron hasn't been told, no, he's definitely not leaving, which set tongues wagging and obviously Sky Sports have mentioned it as well that Miguel Almiron is the most likely to leave the club before um, the end of the window um, as well as that this evening Dom Skurs said something similar um, would be open to selling Miguel Almiron um, both teams are interested uh, boys what are your thoughts on Miguel Almiron and this move to Saudi, because it's not the first time we've had this conversation um, about Miggy. Daz, Miguel Almiron, um, what, what are you thinking at this stage now? Okay, Miggy Almiron, uh, uh, yeah, it took him a while before he got settled in with with uh, with Eddie, really, I guess. He, he was on the bench for a long time. Then then he had the wonder season. He's never going to have a season like that again. Uh, and he was absolutely unreal last season. Rode him off so many times and he come back uh, and he he uh, proved me proved me wrong and uh, delighted he did. Uh, but he's at twenty nine, uh, so he's heading towards thirty. Uh, he's he's he's. Uh, we should have probably cashed in him in, in the summer uh, when his value probably would be the highest. That we said that as well. Um, uh, during the summer, uh, but I yeah I would sell him now. Uh, and if we're getting, I know the figure was around twenty that was quoted at the start, but yeah, if we can get something like thirty from from, or if we can start a little bidding more there between Saudi clubs, that'd be lovely. I uh, like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, I would like to, to to see him go. And uh, like n- nothing against him, but again, we have to we have to think of the future. Uh, he, he he does have a good relationship with Trippier, but if both of them were to go, that's gone as well. Um, and look at this. We're going to get on to who we'd like to see uh, replacing them uh, uh, in different uh, discussions as well. And also, I know one option, I was just thinking of this today, uh, one option, but we, we have ruled out before, and I know there is no recall option, but uh, Menta, uh, who was, who was uh, playing the right wing as well, He's, uh, if, if something could be done with with fine art to bring him back as a kind of cover as well, also Gordon can go out on the right, Barnes on the left. So even though we we need someone there anyway, a, a different kind of option. But uh, yeah, recoup the money. Uh, sorry, yeah, cash cash out on Miggy. No, is what I uh, what I say. But get a good deal from Saudi. Chris Miguel Amiron. Um... If he was to be sold, would you be sad to see him uh, leave the club? I mean, I'll tell you my thoughts. Wow, chicka, bam, bam. 
Yeah, I, I can't. I can't lie. I've always like I love Miggy Almiron, and I've I've been one of his biggest kind of protectors over the past few years. Like he's he's everything you'd want in a footballer in terms of like his work rate and his his work ethic. Like he's he's brilliant, and you know he runs himself into the ground. He puts one hundred and ten percent in, but unfortunately, he he has certain flaws to his game, and we all know that as Newcastle United fans. And you can love someone very, very dearly, as I have done with other players who I won't name. Love someone very, very dearly, but um, when in the predicament that we're in, and when you start talking money like 20, 25, 30 million, that, that, that love has to stop for me. Because if we sold Miggy Almiron for north of 20 million, that's potentially two 40, 50 million pound players elsewhere and that we we've spoke out we boys and i know we're going to do a, a squad game three so keep a look out for that but we're, i know we're going to do a squad game and we we all know as newcastle united fans that going forward we need to upgrade that right wing position which miguel amaron currently occupies i'd love miguel amaron to stay in the squad and if money was no option i'd probably say do you know what keep hold of him because great player to bring on he gives you legs he gives you energy he's always got a smile on his face you won't find anyone harder working than him um, but there's a, there's a, there's an elephant in the room, and that's the fact that we play him at right wing, and he can't use his right foot. Um, and long term, that's just not that's just not feasible. That's not possible. We we need if if we want to realistically challenge, you know, the top four, top six in the coming years, we need to upgrade that position. Um, we've already upgraded the left hand side, bringing in the likes of Harvey Barnes and Anthony Gordon for Alan Saint Maximum, who divided the fan base. We need to do the same on the right-hand side because at the moment we've got Miggy Armadon and Jacob Murphy. And I think it's fair to say that despite we, us loving both of them very, very much, we can upgrade both of them and we need to upgrade both of them. Uh, and if you're talking, as I say, north of 20 million, you've got to you've got to take interest. Yes, at the moment we've only got one fit right winger, um, but that's not to say that we can't bring in a replacement or try and make do to find some way of making do until the summer and then we go out and we get the proper replacement but Miggy Armadon for north of 20 million when we bought him for 16 million rising to 20 is fantastic business as Daz says he's 29 years old he's probably hit the pinnacle of his career it's not he's he's not going to leave Newcastle and go to a bigger club and he probably knows that but this is an opportunity for him to go and go and continue playing football um probably in a hell of a salary if he goes to Saudi Arabia and he'd go with our best wishes like he provided us with some fantastic moments last season and in previous seasons and we'll all we'll all thank him for his for his time same as we will with Kevin Trippier but where we are now as a football club we need in order to progress and in order to build our squad we need unfortunately to sell players that maybe some of us don't want to sell but ultimately that's what's got to happen and we've got jewels in the crown I probably don't need to name who they are, but we all know who they are. And they're the untouchables. They're the ones you can't let go. And unfortunately, Miggy Almiron is not one of those players. So for me, it's fair game. And if we get good money for Miggy Almiron, I'm all for it. Just to come in there, I, I, I also, you kind of beat, beat me to it, Chris. But uh, but uh, yeah, like, look, I'm sure people are, are listening to us and going, because I'm going to go say sell for every player you ask me here, Pete. Unless you, <laughs> unless you ask me five on one touch, because the five on one touch are Bruno Botman, Isaac, Gordon, and Tino. They're they're the five on one touch. Uh, but uh, we we uh, like 
we have to trade. It's it's all part of being a a football club. We just we're just not used to it. And I know there's there's, there's some people that that like are disgraced that we're we're having to to to, to sell players or like we they have we they've, they've been on the journey with us and we we thank them for for what they've done. But we have to to move on. This is what the the, the title of the show is: Phase Two. We have to start thinking now of of Phase Two. Uh, like we're not we're not going to get in the Champions League next year. But so is 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 trips going to be in in the Champions League with us in three years time when we're back there? Uh, no, we we have to we have to think think of the the future and and stick with the players that are going to get us uh, there uh, to to the, the to the next stage and the, the the next level. So sorry, over to you, Pete. Yeah, I just think um, I just think we have to have quality um, and, and substance over 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 kind of work rate um and, and this is part of our transition so we built or Eddie Howe built his team on hard work or hard work and running um to outrun outwork the opposition um but if we want to progress and be the team that we want to be we're gonna have to have alternatives to that and it was the same conversation that we had for a player that didn't come to Newcastle United but we had that conversation for eight months going around and it was about James Madison. Um, and uh, there was people that said, yep, James Madison is the guy, he's the one, get him in because his quality is great. But there was also people that questioned, oh, but he doesn't run, he doesn't track back, he's not he's not defensive-minded. And it's like, well, okay, we can't have everybody that just runs all day because then where are you going to put the ball in the net and where are you going to have that elite-level quality? And we know that, and, and you boys have said it, how Miguel Amiron works and runs his socks off. He runs himself into the ground. He's always fit, always ready to work for the team. But sometimes it, that's not enough. Sometimes you need the final ball. And we have seen this season more than ever, he's had opportunities and he's not put them away. And he's not had that final level of quality that we need. And if we're going to be the team that we want, we need to get someone that can be or someone that has the potential to not only do that, but do that at the absolute top level. And unfortunately, Miguel Amiron, 30, 31 years old, I don't believe we're going to see that from him. So for me, um, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. For me, it's a case of how much do you get for him? Now, we talked about, between ourselves and on the channel before, you know, how much would you sell for, how much would you get for Miguel Almiron? There's been lots of rumours around of how much um, the fee's been negotiated, nothing really confirmed, but I think, I think we can get or should be looking at around sort of the 30 million mark. Um, I think that would be more than fair for, for Miguel Almiron to come in. But it'd be interesting to get your thoughts um, on how much you think Miguel Almiron is worth. Um, I, I know we've touched on it before, but now we think that it could potentially happen. You know, what what, what do you think is is a fair price um, for Miguel Almiron, Chris? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question, Pete. I think I. Uh... You see, I, I keep thinking about the St. Maximin deal because I, I think the, and I can't believe, I still cannot believe the St. Maximin deal caused uproar with uh, opposition fans and they were going, how did they get 20 million for St. Maximin when like he, he was he was worth 20 million all day long? Um, for me, the minimum I would want for Miguel Almiron is 20. 
Um, realistically, I think we should be asking for 25. Um, but I, like you, I'm hoping we get 30. But I, I, I wouldn't go below 20. I think realistically we'll probably get 25. Um, and I would be happy with that amount. Um, we could we could try and push for 30. Um, I'm not saying that he's not worth 30 um, in today's market. But especially given, let's be honest, if we'd have sold Miggy Almanor at the end of last season, which would have been crazy to be fair because he had a really good season and we were going into a Champions League season um, 30 million would have been the bare minimum because everyone would have looked back at the highlights of last season and gone now he, he was he was fantastic um, this season not so much um, obviously due to injury and probably you know the team not being informed and stuff like that but I think minimum 20 but I'd like 25 million I, I think I think we could get 25 million from Miguel Milan Have you the same mindset Dows, 20 to 25 million. Uh, <clears throat> well, I just see a kind of debate in the chat here uh, that, that which was uh, Atlanta have a sell on clause or not. There's a mixed, uh, uh, mixed opinions there, but uh, uh, 25, but if they were to offer 50, I'd take it. <laughs> they offer 50, did you say? Yeah, Saudi, a bit more. A bit more. Well, I, I is. I is. <laughs> did did okay. you not see him last season? He was unreal. Just cut out the bits where he missed his using his right foot and don't show him the PSG game. And uh, yeah, you're sorted. But you made a really good point there. So, no, I'm not saying we're going to get 50 million for him. (laughs) I think everyone would love that. Um, But you made a point about his last season performance. That should, in my opinion, fall into that conversation. Um, You get so many players. That have a great season one season, not don't play well the next, and then all of a sudden you've got then a conversation about oh yeah, but they're worth this because they did this last season. Well, why doesn't that rule still apply for Miguel Almiron? Miguel Miguel Almiron scored double figures last season, and he had a superb run where he had all the top teams talking about him. Um, yes, he's not he's not done the same this season, but if we're looking for value, how can the Premier League or how can anyone? say that 30 million isn't fair market value for Miguel Almiron that took helped take his team to Champions League football last season. Um if we'd have sold him in the summer, I think we could have probably got more for him because he was coming off the back of such a good season. But actually for me, I think 30 million is more than viable when you have the likes and I've said it before, the likes of um Koulibaly, uh, Edward Mendy and various other players that have gone to play in the Saudi league and have commanded huge fees. Fees that were nowhere near their capability and they've managed to get them. So if, if they can get them, why not Miguel Almiron? Um, and at this point, I don't care about people going mad about it. There's already people saying that it, it's not fair in Saudi and all the rest of it. I don't care. When you've had six teams try and leave English football to go and create their own league and go f you to the to the Premier League and English football, right? Why should we care about our Saudi and, and Newcastle United links when someone when six teams were trying to ruin football? Now, they, what's interesting about it is those six teams are the ones that are moaning about it. Why? Is because they can't do it themselves. Um, so for me, thirty million more than fair. Um, yeah, and, that, that's the realistic offer, uh, Pete. Uh, if, if, if thirty million, and I think um, 
Al Halley um, are are more likely to pay that because they're a PIF owned club. That for me is 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 the more likely um, club to go to um, because they've got the money behind them. Um, Al Shabab, um, I'm not sure what their 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 finances are like. I imagine they've got a little bit of money. It'd probably be their main signing, um, but I just think him going. To play without Alan St. Maxim would be it would be a, a nice touch um, going over there, and I think it would be it would be um, a, a better situation uh, for him to go to if he's going to, to a club. But uh, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be an interesting one, boys. Going to be a real interesting one, um, which tells me, in terms of the next step, who do we get to replace it? Well. Fear not, because the plans are supposedly already afoot. And uh, uh, what's been talked about is um, very much with Miguel Amiron in negotiations to leave. Um, Luke Edwards um, of The Telegraph has highlighted that Morgan's Gibbs-White has been scouted extensively by Newcastle United as a possible option to replace Miguel Amiron um, if he is sold to Saudi Arabia this month. And we love, we love a pre-signing photo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he's already kitted up, already looks, already looks good in, in uh, black and white. And uh, yeah, um, you know, oh, I don't know why that's come up there. Um, but yeah, uh, Morgan Gibbs-White is the player that's been highlighted to take over um, potentially if Miguel Almiron uh, leaves the club. Now, um, what do you make of this, boys? Now, we know Morgan's been quite. We talked about him in the summer as a player. But would that be the signing that you would go for if we had the money generated from a Miguel Almiron signing? Chris, um, what are your thoughts when that deal uh, or that potential deal broke out uh, as a rumour the other day? Mate, I was excited. I was excited. I know. I know the. I, I can see in the chat. There's a few people who aren't overly convinced on Morgan Gibbs White, but from what I've seen, I think I think he looks brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. We've spoken about him on the channel before, haven't we? And I think it was. I think it was you that brought his name up first, Pete. And it was following the England Under Twenty One <laughs> tournament where him and Anthony Gordon just ripped it up. Um, and Morgan Gibbs White brings something to Newcastle that we don't currently have. He, to me, he's probably he's and you love this, Pete. He's probably the Madison we never got. He he's a player who you know he can play either right wing. He can either play. I think he's actually played in a false nine before. Not that I'd recommend that, but you know he he can play multiple positions and he can also play that number eight position in the midfield. And from what I've seen of Morgan Gibbs White, he's a powerful runner. Technically, he's brilliant. He's fantastic on the ball. He's he's got great vision, so he can pick a pass. He's strong. He's he's committed. He's determined. He's, and he's, do you know what? He's got that little bit of, he's got that nasty streak in him. And that that and I think in a footballer, that's brilliant. That's what you need. You need someone who's got that, you know, that that extra hunger, desire. Um, and for me, I I genuinely think Morgan Gibbs White is a perfect signing for Newcastle United. And I think Eddie Howe would love to work with him. Um, not just the fact that he's Premier League experienced and English, but also the fact that. From a from a technical point of view, he just gives us something we don't have. Um, he's he's like a, a a vastly upgraded version of Sean Longstaff to me. 
you can get up and down the pitch um and do, do you know something else as well which appeals to me even more about him is the fact that i think he he has a, he has a good reputation i think he was at wolves wasn't he um and then all of a sudden he got he got this big move to Nottingham Forest and everyone was a bit like oh I wonder why he's gone there it kind of felt like some would argue it was a sideways step some would argue it was a downward step um but he didn't he didn't let that big price tag worry him and he he's like the talisman of Nottingham Forest and I think I think he's just waiting now for this big move and if if Newcastle United come in for him this could be his big move and I think he takes it with both hands and he could become a fantastic player for us. I think he's 22 years old, so plenty of room for growth, development. Um, and his his value, similar to other players that we've signed, you know, like Anthony Gordon, like Isaac, like Bruno, I think his value could potentially double after we've signed him. Because if he puts in performances similar to what he's done at Forest, and he's got far better players in and around him, I, I, think, I think he could tear it up for Newcastle. I genuinely think he could tear it up for Newcastle. Um, so I was really excited when I heard the rumour. The place will be interesting, but again, to throw another curveball before you go to Daz, um, what I also find interesting about this deal is that there's two clubs who are currently under a little bit of scrutiny from uh, the Premier League over their FFP, um, and one of them happens to be Nottingham Forest. So that's why this deal doesn't come <clears> as much as a shock to me. But yeah, to summarise, to wrap it up, go, go get Morgan Gibbs-White. I, I, I haven't been this excited about the signing as I was for Paqueta and Madison. So I, I, I genuinely hope that we are in for them and I hope we go and get them. That's Morgan's Gibbs White. Well, well, yeah, I, I, I'm going to link back to Chris in a second and I'm also going to link back to you, uh, Pete, because uh, I have a question for you and I, I wanted Chris to, to bring up what, what he's put in our chat as well. Uh, but yeah, no, I'd love to see him rocking up at Newcastle. Um, uh, the first time I remember us talking about him was when uh, it was Chris that mentioned it uh, he, and it was the, when he moved to Knott's Forest originally. That, that, that's what, what I remember. And it was the talks about the, the fee at the time, which I think people have in the chat or something like up to 45 million it was or something like that uh and uh yeah it's 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 really he's really come good this this season he's been standout uh this season uh and what he did against man united i, I love that as well uh so it's a yes for me and morgan gives white uh let him, let him do that in a newcastle shirt uh against man united and, and everyone else but uh my question my my link back to to chris i'll, I'll give you both both options uh, and you can think about your answer to. so i'm going to go to chris and 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 uh to tell us about what uh not forest are doing in the transfer market uh are, and are they looking to replace someone who knows i'll, I'll get chris to comment on that and my question to you pete and you can, can think about this would you rather morgan gibbs white over James Madison. That is the question <laughs> I have for you, Pete. So you have time to think about that one. Chris, tell us tell us what, what happened. Uh, or is, is it happening on Twitter as well? As yes. Um, I don't know whether the picture was loaded up or not, but I, in case it's not, I can obviously talk about it. It's absolutely fine. But just, I think it was about an hour, an hour and a half ago, um, I think it was David Ornstein, who's a, who's really really well respected journalist, and he's he said um, earlier on, well, as I say, about an hour and a half ago, saying that Nottingham Forest are keenly looking to try and uh, wrap up a loan deal for uh, Reina. Uh, now Reina is the central midfielder for Borussia Dortmund, very very talented player. I think he's the son of Claudio Reina. I could be wrong saying that. I think he is. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, really, really talented lad. And he's a player we've looked at previously, actually. But he, <laughs> yeah, I do actually think he's quite, he plays in a very similar position to Morgan Gibbs White. And I think he's a, a similar player, you know, technically very, very good, can play in that number eight role. Um, and it just it just got me interested because I thought, hang on, are they trying to get a like for like here? But apparently, according to David Ornstein, the, the offer was uh, a loan deal with the option of a permanent deal. Um, and I thought, well, is is that? And you probably saw this. Anyone who follows me on Twitter probably saw me speculating that our uh, forest trying to plug a gap or an impending gap. Um, so yeah, that got me excited because I thought, hang on, is this is this uh, is it? Well, it could be me putting two and two together and coming up with seven, as someone pointed out to me, or it could be that I, uh, you know, I, I may have spotted something there. But yeah, I. I I hope that there's a possibility that Forrester are trying to backfill for the potential sale of Morgan Gibbs White. And it would make sense because if, if Forrest are in the financial difficulty that they uh, are seemingly in due to you know the charge by the Premier League, it would make sense to maybe look at where some saleable assets are and perhaps they're looking towards Morgan Gibbs White. Who knows? And maybe Newcastle have sounded them out. But that is just that's just my theory. That's just me putting two and two together, maybe getting too excited. But it certainly raised my suspicions, should I say. Pete. <laughs> Has he thought Has about he it? Uh, he's, he's pretending to, to be paused so he doesn't have to answer the Madison question, I think. <laughs> he's, oh, he's really, really thinking, contemplating. He's really, he's really thinking. He's really thinking. Yeah. Why Pete's thinking? Let's let's take a, a question or two from, from the, the, the yeah. chat. Um <clears throat> Right, yeah, there's, there was one good one here. Uh, well, there's, there's plenty of good ones because we've got 22 thing, items starred. But there's one I wanted to go to from Tony. Um, yeah, uh, no, that's the wrong one. And here, this is it here. Yeah, <clears throat> I've seen something earlier that said we have the third oldest squad in the league. Surely shipping players like trips needs to be done. And uh, life goals adds to that as well. It says players 29 plus. So you've got Pope, Gillespie, Dubs, Carrius, wow. Trips, Kraft, Lascelles, Shar, Byrne, Richie, Dummett, Fraser, Henrik, Wilson, Miggy, Hayden. Old squad needs youthful injection. Can't argue with that, and that, that's the route I'd go with uh, as well. Um, but your thoughts there, there, Chris, on, on our aging squad? Yeah, I'll be, I'll, well, I'll be honest. I didn't when I when I first seen it. Not that not that I questioned how how true that was. I did. It did surprise me. It took me back. I was a bit like, oh, I didn't. I didn't think our squad was that old. But then I'm probably looking at our starting eleven, and then obviously when I look through those name through those names, you know, we've got there obviously Nick Pope. We've got Trippier. We've got. Um, Fabian Shaw, Dan Byrne, but there's a lot of players in there, obviously Callum Wilson, Miggy Almanon, but there's a lot of players in there who technically aren't really part of the squad, or they certainly don't get anywhere near the 11 anyway. Um, but it, it, do you know what, life goals, it's right. Um, and, you know, Tony from before, we're, we're, we're very much due a squad overhaul. Uh, we've been saying it for a while, and I do I do believe, and that's why I love the, the title of this show, Daz, I do believe we are approaching phase two. And I think that getting rid of a, the a vast majority of those players um, will be the start of it. And you know, we we've already seen, haven't we? And I don't want to I don't want to do a spoiler because I know we're going to get to something a bit later there. But we're we're certainly looking towards bringing a bit more youth into the squad. We've seen that this season with you know Louis Miley alone. 
Uh, Anthony Gordon, really young player. Uh, Alexander Izak, Sven Botman. These are all lads who are early twenties. Um, even even Bruno, who's who, who's probably one of our you know more experienced kind of players. I think Bruno's only what 26, 27. So yeah, twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. So so you know um, that's that. This squad is full of players who really should be in the championship or even even lower. To be fair, and the fact that they're still on the books is incredible. Um, but I know that. The, this ownership, the, they were aware that a big squad overhaul needed to be done. And unfortunately, due to the FFP restrictions, we've had to take our time in offloading certain players from this squad. But a lot of those players are coming to an end. We've recently got rid of Javier Manquillo. Um, so there's the first one out the door. But, you know, the likes there of uh, Isaac Hayden, Jeff Hendrick, Ryan Fraser, Paul Dummett, Matt Ritchie, um, possibly Lovius Carius maybe Mark Gillespie. These are going to be players who I would be surprised if they were in the squad next season. Um, so I think the average age could well come down. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't realise it was the, the third, third oldest, I've got to admit. Yeah, so a lot, a lot of players there. Mm. Um, another question here from Stu. Um, Stu says, simple one, will we sign anyone that will challenge for a first-team place uh, before the end of the window? I think yes, and I think that's why that's why I'm suggesting to, to sell some of the players that that, that are that are we've got bids in for, so that that will allow us to, to go buy someone that will fit. There's no point buying a squad player. Uh, it's fine to buy a young player for development, like we're going to talk about in a while as well. I know a lot of the chatters have been talking about, but um, yeah, we need to sign someone that 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 will uh, get into that first team. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think we we've we've been highlighting it, haven't we? In the in the since since the start of the window, that really we could really do with a, a central midfielder, a number six position, uh, a player to come in and hopefully relieve Bruno of those duties, but also kind of support us in the fact that we've got Joe Linton out potentially till May, so basically the rest of the season. Elliot Anderson's not going to be back till February March. Sandro Tonali's not going to be back till next season. Joe Willick's still out. Um, and we're currently we're currently doing our best and trying to hang in there with Sean Longstaff, uh, Bruno Gomeres, and um, who's the other centre? Oh, and Louis Miley, who really is he's had a breakout season, but he's now playing consistently week in week out for ninety minutes, and we need to relieve that pressure. And not just the central midfield position, does we we regardless of what happens with Miggy Armanon, we've all said that Miggy Armanon needs a little bit of competition, and Jacob Murphy again. You know, we've heard that he's round the corner, but we've we've kind of been hearing that for the last few weeks. And how how long do we wait, or do we need to bring someone in to kind of start challenging that position? Because Miggy Armanon at the moment, he he's in the same position as Louis Miley, and that he's the he's he knows he's playing right wing most weeks, and there's no competition there. There's no opportunity to rest him. So we need to start looking at these positions and thinking, you know what? Even if it's a temporary measure, just bring in a loan. But I do, I do firmly believe that we will bring in at least. I think we'll bring in at least two, if I'm honest. And I, I would expect that both those players, whoever they are, will at least be challenging, as uh, as as said in the question, at least challenging the first team, if not walking into the first team. Cool. Uh, just want to. I said five players earlier that I, I wouldn't touch. Well, out of six, one mm-hmm. Miley. I don't want him touched either. Should have had him in uh, in my list. Uh, and I uh, just want to answer Ian's question. He says you'd sell Pope, does? Uh, no, I wouldn't sell Pope. 
But um, I, I would like a, a new keeper in the summer uh, and someone to challenge Pope. Uh, but if again, if we got a massive offer for for Pope, I consider it because yeah, we, we we need to bring in younger, younger players. Link back to to the question from Tony and the the information from uh, Life Goals. Um, yeah. This is the thing, guys. Like Nick Pope's a really good goalkeeper. I'm not saying he's not a good goalkeeper. He is. He's a really good goalkeeper, but. For me, he's not a top four goalkeeper. If we were to sell Nick Pope tomorrow, would any of the top four, even top six clubs come in for Nick Pope? Probably not. Um, and that that's the problem. You know, look at look at look at Liverpool, look at Man City with Edison, Allison, top, top, top goalkeepers. And that's what we need. And that's no offense to Nick Pope. Um, but you know, we've got to we've got to aspire to be as best we can. And Nick Pope, Nick Pope is a good goalie, and I'd like to keep Nick Pope at the club. But if someone came in, bear in mind we bought him for ten million. If someone came in and went, "Oh, we want Nick Pope, we'll give you twenty million," I, I, I think the club listen. I do because uh, Nick Pope would be a very, very good number two. And you know, if 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 we did bring in a new number one and uh, Nick Pope was coming in as the understudy, I'd be very happy because I, I do, I do trust him between the sticks. But I think there's better, well-rounded goalkeepers out there. And if you want to be the best and you want to win trophies and you want to be in the top four and challenge for titles. I question whether Nick Pope's the right guy, if I'm honest. Okay, if you just joined us, make sure you smash that like button. Uh, Pete has just uh, dipped off. Well, uh, I'm sure he'll be back on again with his shorty. But we'll just continue on with the questions for now. Uh, Stick mm-hmm. now that we were on the topic of Gibbs White, so let's let's continue in that vein. And uh, Tony, I'm going to disagree with you here, Tony. Uh, Tony says Gibbs White at 50 million is a panic buy. He's not worth what. Uh, you could get uh, that you could get words from Bayer Leverkusen for that type of price. I don't think you get them for that price, uh, for any words. But your thoughts there, Chris? Do, do you know what? Um, Florian Vert is a fantastic player, and yeah, I agree with you, Daz. I think we'd be lucky to get him for 50 million given the season that Leverkusen are having. Um, I think Xabi Alonso and Leverkusen would be wanting a lot more money than 50 million for their uh, Florian Vert, but um. See, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe him Tony as a panic buy purely because I think, I think, I think if anything, he's quite a safe buy. You know, he's he's Premier League proven. He'd settled straight into the squad. He played in the Under Twenty One Championships with Anthony Gordon. I think he struck up a really good relationship with him. So I would expect it is. I would, I would expect, um, I would expect Morgan Gibbs White to kind of settle in quite quickly into the team. Um, so I wouldn't describe him as a panic buy, but. Um, I can see why you're saying that you know you'd look elsewhere for Florian Bates, who's a fantastic, fantastic yeah, player. He is. As I say, I'm not sure that Zabi Alonso or Leverkusen would let him go for similar price to Morgan Gibbs White because I don't believe he would. Mm. Uh, Pete, while you were, were gone and you were off thinking about James Madison, the numbers <laughs> spiked up, and uh, yeah, we got to make sure you smash that like button. But uh, we, yeah, we just got through a few questions, so carry on from where, where you were, uh, Pete. Um, I've said big, massive thanks to Potts for that because he's redirected a load of fans from his channel. To ah, our, cheers, Potts. So Potts <laughs> and for those that are new to the channel. Give us a subscribe, give us a like. Um, uh, we're talking all things Newcastle United. So get your questions in, even if you're not a fan of the club, get your questions in right now and, and do the right thing. Sorry, Daz, what were you going to ask me? Apologies. Yeah, no, no, uh, no continue on from, from, from where you were. We were talking about Morgan Gibbs White. So, where do we go next? Um, yeah, oh, you, you, well, you didn't get the answer. I didn't. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the, the I want the answer. The storm killed me. 
literally wiped out the whole house's Wi-Fi. Uh, no ah. one had anything. So, uh, yeah, so apologies for that. But Morgan Skibbs White. <laughs> Some people may not be excited about it, but I am. Uh, I think he's, honestly, technically, I think he's superb. Um, and he's been playing, like, top-level football since he was, like, 18 years old. And he's only 22. He's got so much experience under his belt already for such a young player. Um, I don't know what you boys have already said before. Um, for one, really good friends of Anthony Gordon, under 21 Euros, smashed it together. Together, they absolutely smashed it out of the park and brought the trophy home. Um, but even last season, he was making moves. He was showing that he was showing that top-level football a player that's capable of playing at the top end of the Premier League. That's what we need right now. Um, and he is capable of doing that. For me, personally, I think he's he's outgrown Nottingham Forest. I think he's outgrown the club. I think he's capable of playing at a high level. Um, some people question where he can play, where his strengths are. Um, Morgan's Gibbs-White has played, and very well, by the way, left wing, right wing, Number ten, number eight. Um, he's played in all in all those positions. And what do we know about Eddie Howe? Eddie Howe loves his versatile players. He loves his players that can play in more than one position. So for me, it's a no-brainer. Now, the big thing for me is is what what feet will take to get him out of the club. One thing I'll say is that he was rumored to be a forty-five million pound deal or something along those lines. Something mad from Nottingham Forest, um, the initial payment was £25 million. Um, so the initial payment isn't as high as what um, we expect to be. And actually, speaking to a Nottingham Forest fan, when I put a tweet out, I think it was after the Man United game, so Daz, you were like that, when he absolutely destroyed Man United. Um, I put a tweet out just saying, like, he's just a superb player. And there was a Forest player that came back and actually, a Forest fan, sorry, that came back and said... Um, I think it was a 25 million in initial, but I think in the increments, they've only paid up to 30 million. So if you think of how much they've actually paid for him, they haven't paid the 45 million and beyond as what you think. So if you're then valuing him as a 30 million pound player, I don't see any reason why 50 million doesn't get him. Um, and look, there's been a lot of other 50 million pound deals for players that are of less ability than he is. So there's no reason why we can't get him for 50 million. And I think 50 million be, would be more, more than enough. Now, what you made uh, made a really interesting point, Chris, um, um, uh, with uh, Rayner from uh, Dortmund, who is, as we've said, a very, very talented player himself. Um, could that mean, potentially, that there's a deal on the cards? Quite Could quite well be. We know Newcastle United are looking for loans with obligations. If they don't need to sell or if they don't need to spend direct money this month, they won't. So for me, I would be looking at that as a potential. A Forest said that they will agree, providing that they get their replacement first. Who knows? Um, is the Miggy deal hinging on the fact that we're not going to let him go until we know we've got a player in the bank? And is it that there's a few cards that need to fall in order for this deal to happen. 
And so there's my kind of thoughts on where the deal might be going right now. Are we waiting for Forrest to get their replacement before they release him, before we release Miggy? And that could be um, the manoeuvre there. And what I'll throw into that, into the Trippier talk earlier on, is that could Trippier be funding player two? Um, and that's the other conversation as well, because everyone's talking about this one player that we're going to get in and all the rest of it. Now, we know if Kieran Trippier does leave, as well as Miguel Almiron, we're not going to replace Trippier with a right back because we've already got two. We've got Tino Livramento, who's excellent, one of the best young right backs in this country. Equally, and I've got to say, I thought Kraft was playing well for the minutes that he played. Before we got that injury against Chelsea, we didn't need to bring Trippier on if um, Kraft doesn't get that that, that gash in his leg. Because I thought he was having a good game in the quarterfinals. I thought he was playing well um, and lucky to come off, but he was injured. So that's why. Now, he seems to be playing better under Eddie Howe. He seems to have a more of an understanding. And I think Eddie Howe trusts him. So we don't, we've got two right backs there. So then does that beg the question that we need to replace Joe Linton? And that's there the other conversation is that do we need to replace Joe Linton or, um, you know, is there another position there that we need to fill in? That's where my my, clog, my cogs are going right now in terms of not just is it a Morgan's Gibbs-White, but is it a Morgan's Gibbs-White and one other, which is why those two deals with Trippier and, um, and Miguel Amiron are the ones that are being talked about the, uh, the most. What do you boys think about that? Are you, are you is that a wild take, or or is is there? Would you say there's some kind of realism to that? I don't know. It's just what I'm thinking right now. See, so your your take is that we we would bring in potentially bring in Morgan Gibbs White and a replacement for for J Seven. Yeah, like Onana. Could well be. He and, and these are the ones that we've been linked with. So we talked about on Sunday, um, Amadou Onana, we talked about the links there. Chris, you've talked about him because you, like, like I say, your family watch him more than, more than we would. So they would know more about him. Um, and he seems like, and we put the stats up, didn't we? He seems like he is very much in that Joe Linton mould. So I would, I would say probably, but, but, yeah, but he, he probably wouldn't be the only one that we'd be looking at. In but, that uh, no, I, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd go on the two I'd look at is the two the two behind me here in the poster because uh, I I I think that we haven't even talked about Wilson yet uh, again but uh, I mm-hmm. think Wilson is is an option uh, to be sold uh, look at the, it was first of all it was Atletico Madrid then it was Milan I'm sure there'll be there'll be others that, that might have made wanted uh, chance chance with them as well it's a good striker it's just it's hard to keep him fit. Uh, and if, if we were to sell a striker, then we need, definitely need a backup striker. And my idea here is we know Sesco uh, is um, is available for 50 million euro, 43 million pounds in the summer. Why not give the, 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 there'll be a few suitors in the summer. So why not give them, say, 5 million more, bring them on loan, uh, and f- 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 uh, he's not. He's not. He's barely getting a game now. Uh, like big. So um, bring him in. Uh, that's who I bring in. I bring in the two in the poster, uh, and and uh, Onana. I, I would want as well, but I think Onana might be more a, a summer purchase, more, more so than anything else. Hmm. What are you thinking, Chris? 
Is that is I, that my take um, that, that I've said, and or, or are you of a kind of mindset of Daz? Daz mentioned Benjamin Sesco. We'll, 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 t- we'll definitely talk about him in in a second. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Freeze, not a crowd. I mean, why, why not a free? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, That's I, what I want to hear. Yeah, three some for Chris. Yeah, well, yeah. But no, no, I think um I think I think it's interesting because like like you've just said, Pete, I, I completely agree by the way, that it, this could be a bit of a domino effect. Like it, it, we we said, didn't we, boys, at the start of this window, for me, as well, I'll say we said at the start of the window that we needed players because we do. But uh, when when we when these players first started getting linked with leaving like Trippier, Wilson, Almiron, um, we all said, "Well, there's no way they go without a replacement being lined up. There's no yeah. way." Um, so it would make perfect sense. And, and and this whole, I think it's the Trippier deal that's getting me because, you know, there's no there's no smoke without fire, boys, and there's no way, in my opinion. And we saw it with Bayern. Everyone was going. I'm at my meeting where he's a Tottenham fan, and he was going to me. No way, no way, Kane's going. No way, Kane's going. And all I kept saying to him was, "Why do Bayern keep coming? Why do Bayern keep coming? Why would they keep bidding?" And he's like, "Oh, they're just trying the hands. No, Tottenham won't let him leave. It just won't happen." And this is what's making me think that this Kevin Trippier deal is further down the line than we think. Like I know some people have said that they they know or they they've said that they know for a fact that Kevin Trippier went to Germany. He flew home early from his holiday and he went to Germany to have talks. Um, we also know that Bayern Munich have now come in with a second offer and pending possibly a third offer. Mm. Bayern Munich, wh- why are they being so keen to try and get Kevin Trippier? And is it Newcastle just going just just give us a day, give us a couple of days, or are we turning around to them and going, do you know what? Um, you know, we're playing hardball, but come back, give us an offer, offer, see what you think. You know, they're not saying, I know that the, the, the outwardly facing, they're going, no, not for sale, not for sale. Mm-hmm. But why would Bayern keep keep knocking on that door, keep asking that question? Is Kevin Trippier saying to them, they've said I can go, they just need to agree a fee? Because Kevin Trippier, there's no doubt that Kevin Trippier will be interested in the move to Bayern. Who wouldn't be? Potential to win a, a Bundesliga, potential to win a Champions League and play for one of the best teams in Europe. Like you can understand why you want to go, and Newcastle will be looking at it and going, Do you know what? Like we've got Tino Livermento, as you said, Pete. We've got Emil Kraft there as the backup. We've got Harrison Ashby, who's who's currently on loan. Someone in the chat said it. Harrison Ashby's on loan. He could come back in the summer. We've we've got enough options, and we're desperate. We're crying out for another central midfielder to potentially replace Joe Linton. We probably need another central midfielder to replace Sandro Tonali, given that he's not here either. Um, so you could argue we need two, but let's not be greasy. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, um, you know, we we look at a central midfielder, we look at a right winger, which you know, if Miguel Amaron goes, that, that's certainly what we'd have to bring in. And who knows, boys? We we know what Newcastle are like. Um, if any, they're methodical. If anything, like they will, they will have a, a list of players. And we saw it in the in the summer. We were bringing in players, and we were going, "Oh, this is great! We brought in a fantastic left back. We brought in a fantastic right back." But we didn't necessarily need them here and now. But if a deal's there to be done for the player that we've got high on our list, who knows? We could we could bring in. I'm not saying this by the way, but you know, we could we could bring in a left winger because we really want this particular player. And there's no reason why you know that's not a possibility. Not necessarily the left winger, but I'm just giving you an example. If there's a player that the club really really wants. Then why why was it not happen? You know, we 
everyone keeps talking about the backup for um, <clears throat> the backup for Fabian Shaw. We need a centre. We need a centre back. Um, and and who knows? We could be trying to strike a deal for the centre back. Could be a centre back, central midfielder, a right winger. Could be another central midfielder. The, this is the thing with Newcastle. You never quite know what's going on. But I do, I I do believe what you're saying, Pete, in that. Um, we're probably trying to box clever. We're waiting for moves to happen, it's like a big game of chess. We're waiting for other people to make their move. But we will, we will, before we do anything. I don't think it's going to get to the point where we sell one, two, possibly three players and go, "Oh shit, we need to sign someone now." That will already be in place, and it will just be pulling the trigger on those deals. Yeah. How how meticulous have we been as a as a, as a, kind of a scouting team? With certain players, like I just go back to, I just go back to, for example, Alexander Isak. Like how quickly we pulled the trigger on that deal, knowing like that, and it's and it seems absolutely wild to me now that we weren't going to sign him because we thought Callum Wilson was going to be fit for a full season. Like that was never going to happen. It was never ever going to happen. And he gets injury. He gets in his injury, his hamstring injury. Thankfully for us. Sounds horrible saying because it allowed us to go right within 24 hours. Boom, there's the deal, there's the money. Alexander is at we won him, we, we took him. And and we are very, very quick on that. Like it's interesting. We when we watch the documentary, the Amazon documentary, you look at the conversation between the owners, and they were already of the mindset that Anthony Gordon was their guy. And it was just about how quickly they could get that deal done. How do we not know that, that those type of conversations that we watch on that documentary have already happened? They've already happened. It's in place. And we're just ready to pull the trigger. Because I tell you what, like, we've got a week of or so left of this window. These deals are going to have to move quickly. Okay, like especially if you're getting if you're getting Trippier over to Germany and we're getting Miggy to, to Saudi, like literally in the next couple of days, two three days max, you're going to have to see movement. Why? Two reasons: one, because the transfer window is ending; two, we've got two big matches to play. We've got Fulham at the weekend, Saturday night, seven o'clock. Yeah. That's gone. That like literally in the last three or four days, that seems to have bypassed a lot of people. We've got two massive games. And then on Tuesday, we're good to Villa Park. No, don't stop, Pete. Well, because we're doing a, uh, a watch along. We'll be watching it live, won't we? Eh? We we'll watching it live. Come and join us Saturday night. Um, watch us um, smash Fulham and hopefully into the next round of the Cup. But, you know, it, this is another reason why. Like, it, can we, boys, can we really afford to be going into that game Without a Trippier, who's fit and ready to play? And without Miguel Amiron, who would be fit and ready to play? Like, can we afford to really do that and kind of play around with, is a player going to be available? Are they not? Like, we need them to play. And and look, I, I, I don't know. Maybe this is maybe there's a reason behind this. But, like, if I'm right in thinking, um, and I don't know if you played in the first round as well, but Morgan Skibbs-White didn't play against Blackpool. He didn't play, mm. he didn't play They said he was injured. Um, so he might well be injured or were they kind of saving him for that? And I don't know if he's played in the FA Cup already. He might have played in one in the in the um uh in in the first because I think it was a replay, he might have played in the first um game. I'm not sure. But 
that could be a reason as well. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts here that I think that sometimes we, we overlook because we're just looking at are they going to sign, are they not? But we need to make sure we've got the strongest squad available on Saturday ready to play. So is it the case that in this next day or two these deals are going to get started to be moved um, for players to come in? Um, but it's interesting, boys, because um, Chris, you mentioned. Um, did you mention Harrison Ash- Ashby? Harrison Ashby, I did. Yeah. Um, well, maybe we uh, maybe we look about uh, look at another Harrison. Uh, you uh, you segued us quite nicely because uh, um, the main man, um, David Ornstein, um, broke this news, and lots of others have broke it since. Exclusive: Newcastle reach an agreement with Man City to sign midfield talent Alfie Harrison. For an undisclosed fee, the under uh, sorry, the eighteen-year-old will undergo a medical uh, in the coming days. And the reason why he's joined Newcastle, as it says there, is that he's been sold a vision of um, a clear path towards first-team football. So, look, the videos have been out there; people have seen them on socials. Um, Daz, I come to you for your initial reaction to this. I don't know if you've seen the videos because I know, obviously, we're working stuff. It was quite tight but yeah just in general your reaction to this news and um, because let's uh, i have to be honest um he's he's been dubbed uh, a super talent yeah and the, the chat is going mad about him as well uh look at i i i know all about him because i watched a video of him at six o'clock this evening so i know <laughs> everything that you can ask. ask me anton i know it um but no uh no great things have been said about him um so it'd be, it'd be interesting to see i just hope though that um he ha- he does have a path towards the, the first team like and it's not going to the only one that's got through is is, is miley uh so far really like like um alex murphy sitting on the bench got very very little minutes so there needs to be a, a progression that that they 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 prove themselves, and then they can get in the first team. And, Pete, I, I, I haven't forgotten. You haven't answered my question either. I, I'm going to be coming back to you. Uh, <laughs> on, on, if I, I only need one name, uh, Morgan Gibbs White or Madison. You know, that's, don't pretend your internet's going to be gone again or, or, or freeze like the last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want, you want to answer that? You I want to answer him now. Answer him now. Yeah, answer him now. Oh, you can't do that to me, man. I keep after you, otherwise. You know what? This this is this is um, an absolute disgrace <laughs> <laughs> that you put me in this position. <laughs> look, um, look, I'm going to go with experience here. Madison's been there, done it. He's a super, super talent. Now, I'll tell you what, he, he's proven it this season at Tottenham. I know he's been injured. And that's probably his only downfall, really, as a player. Um, I just think, I just think he's, he's quality. But you know what? You mentioned it, Chris. Some others have put it in the chat as well. Um, there's no reason why Morgan's Gibbs White can't be on that level. Yeah. You know, he, Madison's what 27 now. He's got years to go and prove that ability. And I would say, at 22 years old, Morgan's Gibbs White is more ready to be that player than Madison was at 22 years old. I think he's more developed um, uh, and ready because he's had more experience in first-team football. But we'll see. We'll see. Can't believe you made me answer that question, Daz. Can't believe You wait. Chris, your thoughts on the the other Harrison lad? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, similar to you, Daz. Um, obviously, I was uh, watching the videos of uh, of Harrison, Alfie Harrison, and I was uh, I was very impressed with what I saw. But I, I can't I can't begin to try and pretend that I know all about him. I mean, Life Life Goals has been putting some fantastic comments in there, so thank you for that, Life Goals. And anyone else in the chat, if you know anything about him, do let us know. But the one thing I will say is. When I was watching the video, he looked incredibly talented. He looks like a real player. I thought I am very wary that you know, um, Dennis White, Dennis Wise was was known for going on YouTube and finding fantastic players as well. But um, <laughs> the, the reaction, this is always a good sign for me. The, the reaction of some of the City fans in the comments was pleasing to see. You know that they were saying, "Oh, another player we've let uh, let slip through the net. Why are we selling him? Why is he leaving?" Uh, real prospects, blah, blah, blah. So to me, when you see a little bit of fume, uh, as we saw when we signed Lewis Hall from Chelsea, from the Chelsea fans, um, I'd rather that than like, <laughs> than fans going, oh, no, you can have them. Um, and we saw, to be fair, we saw similar with um, uh, Harrison Ashby, as well, uh, Harrison Ashby when we signed them because all the West Ham fans were up in arms about it. So any any young players that you sign and the, cl- the fans of their clubs very upset about him leaving i'm excited for and from what i've seen of him he looks he looks like a, a pretty decent player doesn't he and if we've offered him a, a potential for the path into the first team why not i mean if if uh you know if he's if he's a player who can kind of settle and adapt and grow in our in our reserve team why why can't he have an opportunity to you know try and break into that first team but yeah looks like a good signing and from the reaction of the manchester city fans uh, i'm pretty excited Definitely. Um, Nobby Clark, I hope you're happy now. Um, Cheers, Nobby. We've given you your dose of uh, Alfie um, uh, Harrison. And of course, thank you very much for your uh, $4.99 super chat. Um, uh, That's for sure. uh, uh, He's asking there, do we think he's getting loaned out, Pete? Um, Well, this was a question for you boys. Is that, you know, if, if... we don't get the replacement that we want in that midfield with the talent and the potential with him. Um, is this someone that could potentially play first team football? The reason why I say that, um, I'm not saying he's going to, you know, um, you know, fire us up the league, but you just look at Louis Miley, who's 17 years old and look at what he's doing in the Newcastle team. You know, Alfie Harrison's 18. You know, the, we, we've already proven that we'll give young young talent a chance. We'll give them an opportunity to play at that level. So, you know, could could that be an option for you to not necessarily bring him in and say you're the main guy? But if we say, for example, brought in another central midfielder and then incorporated him into the first team, he could maybe potentially supplement the rest of the midfield for the end of the season. We, we, you know. It, could that be a possibility? I'll throw that back to you, boys. Could that be a possibility? Could, do we do we know how much is coming in for it? That information been disclosed. All disclosed. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you, you, you know what I love about him, boys. And look, I, I don't know as as much as any of you guys, and I've watched the same video that you guys have, so I don't know about him. Just looking at the um, looking at the videos, um, the use of both feet. Um, his ability to travel with the ball um, and, and take on players and not be afraid to do that. Um, he looks like he's got a little bit of pace about him. We know he can score goals. I think, what is it, eight goals, eight assists, something like that. Something crazy like that um, in the in the Man City sort of youth setup. He is clearly a creator. 
um, and clearly looks to score goals. Be interesting to see what position he plays in because there are a few people saying that he plays in that sort of number ten role. You know, is he? Can he play in that midfield three? Um, that will be the conversation that that would need to be had and maybe develop his game a little bit. Um, but he's incredibly exciting. Uh, I, I I sent it straight to LB um in the race for europe chat and i just said like what do you know about him and he said yeah typical lb uh he was like you know he's a decent player but um he's not one of our stars um obviously they've got oscar bob who's come through their youth academy who's one of their stars who we know unfortunately um Sideshow. yeah Sideshow, uh scoring the winner against us um the other week but that just shows the strength of their of their academy, the fact that they're able to churn out top top players, um, uh, and and be able to kind of release him. But LB's already tweeted out and said, "This is what Man City need to do: is that develop young players and sell them on and make a profit. It's that pure profit that Man City are doing, like Chelsea do, but probably on a bigger scale. Chelsea do it. Man City are doing that. And look." We're in a position where we can benefit from that because we can offer him a direct route to the first team that Man City might not be able to. Same happened with Kieran Trippier. Same happened with Jordan, um, Jaden Sancho and many others that have come out of the Man City Academy and still been very successful. So I've got high hopes for him. I really do. And um, if he's good enough, why not bring him into first team training and let him play with the boys, uh, the main lads, and uh, and see um, how he fares? So I'm excited by this, boys. I'm not going to lie. Bring it on. Let's see what he can do. Definitely. Um, boys, I don't know if there's any questions, anything you want to throw out there. I mean, there's other things yeah, that we can talk about. Yeah, no, let, let's get to some of the questions. We, we, we took some of them while while you were hiding from the from the Madison question, Pete. <laughs> um, look, yeah, this one from Foxy is a good point here. He says, uh, Onana, Morgan Gibbs-White, it's a similar situation to Barnes for me. All three are good players, not, not, no doubt, but really we overpaid on Harvey Barnes from a relegated club. Uh, it's okay doing it once, but every time is bad business. Now, I'd say Foxy has his eye on a few South American players, uh, Foxy, like I do as well. But, uh, but yeah, no, he has a point here now as well. If if, if we if we go crazy, and this is a factor as well, that Eddie Howe likes Premier League proven players. or That's his preference. Uh, and especially mid-season, because uh, it'll take anyone coming in a while to, to adjust. The only one that... That's, I suppose Bruno was a, an example of a, a foreign import at the time, and it still took it. He still had him in the silence for for two or three games. But um, thoughts on that, lads? You know what? One thing I'll say is is that I think it's really harsh to say that we overpaid for Harvey Barnes. Um, I think it's really harsh to put that on him right now because he's not really played for Newcastle United. I think he only started like two games. Before in this in in the second game he started, he got injured. Um, so I think it's I think we're we're maybe jumping the gun on on Harvey Barnes um, to a point. Um, I think he needs time. Um, Harvey Barnes is has been a, a double figures goal scorer in many a season for Leicester. We didn't see it this season because he's not been fit, and there is rumours that he could well be in the squad on Saturday, which would be great. That'd be great to see him um, fit and available. And I, th I still think there's there's a lot more to see um, from Harvey Barnes 
um, it, you know, within the next year, fit and firing, uh, fit up to full fitness. I, I think we will see the best of him. Um, but I do agree with, with the other notion uh, with Foxy that, you know, buying those ready Premier League players that have got that experience, which is why we're going for them, it may well and it could well backfire where there are cheaper alternatives and options available. And, you know, you talked about Leonardo. Uh, Benfica, you you could talk about lots of others um, that have been linked with us and moved on. It is a risk. It is a risk there. But, you know, I have to be honest that you look at some of the, the vast majority of the signings that Eddie Howe's made, and he has gone for that tried and trusted, knows the Premier League, knows English football, um, has room to grow and develop as a player. And he's only really every so often plucked out the European talent. He's picked out some great ones. Bruno, Botman, Isaac. He has picked out some great ones, but he does always go for the bulk of his squad that tried and tested. And maybe that's something he needs to develop on. Maybe that's something he needs to evolve in. But at this moment in time, it, it, it certainly worked. It certainly done the job because those players who, who have come in like Gordon has done really, really well. Chris, you want to add there? I'd just say that um, I, I agree with what Pete said, and I think it's difficult because Eze Howe wants Premier League ready players, and I, I partly understand it because at the end of the day, Eze Howe knows he's under a lot of pressure, and this isn't a normal job. Um, and we we've 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 shot through the league far quicker than what we thought we had. Uh, obviously, you know we've had a fantastic end to last season. We've played Champions League football this season, and it's not quite gone the way that we'd hoped this season so far. Um, but Eddie Howe needs players to come in and do a job. It's all well and good, um, you know, going for potential superstars who, you know, play abroad or South Americans or whatever. And I, 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 I agree with you, Daz, and that, you know, I think there is room to bring in one or two of them. But Eddie Howe is not going to hang his hat on players like that because that is a risk by doing so. And that's why Premier League players, particularly English players, Premier League players come with a premium. We've seen it with Harvey Barnes. We'll probably see it with Morgan Gibbs White. Um, we're, we're already hearing rumours of seventy million for Anana. Like that, that is that Newcastle won't do a deal like that. Um, I'd be very surprised if we did. Uh, Morgan Gibbs White, I would hope you could get for fifty million or maybe slightly less. Uh, but I doubt that Newcastle will go much higher than that. But this is the problem, boys, because you can bring in these, you know. Um, you can bring in players from different leagues, from different nations, and the difficulty is you don't know how quickly they're going to settle. They could end up being superstars, or they could come to the Premier League or England and just not settle. And Eddie Howe hasn't got time for that. We've already heard the owners say we we, we can't make mistakes in the transfer market because we're not at that point yet. Um, and I think the bigger we get and the more money we generate and the better position that we're in and the stronger the squad is, we'll probably then see in years to come, yeah, do you know what, we'll, we'll try him for 12 million from the Colombian League or something, you know, we'll give it a go. But right now, Eddie Howe can't do that because if he gets it wrong in seven, eight, nine, ten games, it could be like, yeah, sorry, Eddie, thanks for, thanks for all your hard work, see ya. And then he'll think, maybe I shouldn't have gone with him, maybe I should have gone with the tried and tested. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difficulty at the moment. Um, in time, I think he will, he'll he'll build his squad. His squad will be more capable. His squad, he'll trust his squad a lot more. Because um, we've we've seen the big thing with Eddie Howe this season is trust, and quite clearly he doesn't trust a lot of those players because the ones on the bench they hardly get on the pitch because he doesn't trust them to come in and do a job. As soon as he's got a squad full of players he trusts, 
he will probably then go, do you know what? I'll, I'll have a go with him. Yeah, why not? Let's bring him in. Right now, he can't afford to do that. Yeah. Uh, no, I've got to go to a few more because uh, there's some interesting ones here. I'm laughing out to myself. At. But first of all, I want to say at the poll, the results of the poll, uh, would you accept an offer of between 18 to 20 million pounds for Keir Trippier? 82% yes, uh, 12% no, and 4% on the fence with the double Ostello. Uh, there was 238 votes. Uh, there, I'm sure everyone as well as well as uh, smash the like button uh, as well as that. But that's uh, interesting. A lot of people are 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 willing to sell Karen Trippier. Then uh, Andy Ford has, has this one. Uh, could we link it back to what you said, Chris, about bringing in three? Maybe would I bring it in two? But uh, you guys are nuts. You've got no money. We've we've got no money to uh, due to FFP. We sell Trips and Miggy for thirty five million. So we can now buy Sesco, Warren Gibbs White, and Onana for 150 million. Give your heads a shake, please. Now, we didn't. Say, uh, Chris said three, but um, yeah. Okay, if 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 we were to to sell, I, I was thinking if we were to sell four, as in Miggy, Wilson, Trips, uh, and Lascelles, uh, and just linking to a comment there from from okay. Jimmy, he said that rumors that Besiktas are coming coming over for talks in the next couple of days. So if we were to sell those those, those four, that, that would unlock FFP for us. And that would allow us to, to, to look at, at buying maybe two uh, uh, and maybe taking a bit bit from the, the, the budget in the summer as well and knowing that the Adidas money and so on and so forth is coming in. Uh, sorry, go on, Pete. Just, just to add, let's not forget, Harry Mankilio's wages have been taken off. Now he's yeah. left the club, so so that's although that's not a transfer fee. They've 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 you know Darren Hill didn't just talk about transfer fees. He talked about like, he he's also talked about wages. The club have talked about getting wages off the bill as well, which is really important. Newcastle United would love no more than to have someone take um, Chris's boy um, Jeff Hendricks off the wage bill. He's on he's on the best part of sixty grand a week. Like that, they're big wages. Javi Mankilio is probably on about 30, 40, but still, for a player that's not even playing football for Newcastle United, that's still a big, a big wage that they've now recouped that they could put towards another signing or cover potentially somebody's loan wage, a, a, a percentage of it. And and we're not we're not talking about pure signings here. Like it's very clear that Newcastle United are looking at alone with an obligation of some form. A bit like um, we did with Lewis Hall, where we didn't pay the fee up front, but we agreed to a loan with a view to buy. And this is what we said about Morgan's gives white. And I do we do apologise, I think one or two have said in the chat, he's not 22, he's 23. I think he's going to be 24 this month, actually. Um, still so a great age. Again, still a great age. And, um, yeah, we, we, we missed the, the age slightly uh, by year. But, um, but, it, it still remains. We've said if Rayner leaves Dortmund and goes with the loan with an obligation to Forest, there's no reason why we can't do the same the, the other way around. Forest is still going to get the money. They're still getting the money. They'll get the money in the summer. That will go on their new accounts, which will look rosy and shiny for them, which is great, whatever fee we agree with them. And it's money that we don't have to put up front. Um uh, within our budget as well. And that might well leave us to be able to go off and, and potentially get another player. Um, and so, look, this is how football works. This, this this is how it is. It's all very technical uh, with regards to finances and money. I I don't know it all. 
none of us know it all, uh, the ins and outs of it all. This is why we get Kieran Maguire on the show, because he knows his stuff. And he has said to us, uh, Andy, and he made it clear, January the 1st, go back and watch it, that Newcastle do have money to spend. They have a little bit of money to spend. We're not right on the brink of FFP. If that was the case, as Daz said earlier, quite rightly, we'd have took that 15 million euros and ran with it if we needed the money and we were desperate. We're not. Um, We have money to spend. But Newcastle have been smart. They're trying to raise other money where they keep themselves away from FFP. But equally, they're trying to improve the squad. Because let's face it, we've been decimated with injuries this season. We've got players that are not returning. Pope, Joe Linton, two massive players that we're not going to see possibly for the rest of the season. Like, we need to improve this squad. We need to. Joe Willock's barely played a game this season. Harvey Barnes, the same. Like They're big players that are not available. We need to improve this squad if we're going to have a chance of getting European football. This squad is still good enough to get, in, get European football, but we need additions to help them out. And We said it two, three weeks ago. These players need help. They need help. And I think the club have realised that they need help. And I think they're doing everything they possibly can to ensure that Eddie Howe has a squad of players that are going to be fit and available for the rest of the season. Because I tell you what, we've looked at these fixtures before on this channel. If you've not followed the channel, I think you have, Andy. You've been on before. You will know we've looked at these fixtures. And our fixtures for the remainder of the season are positive fixtures we can go on a really good run and pick up a lot of points here and claim european football and i think the owners are trying to do whatever they can to ensure that that happens and fair play to them chris anthony you wanted to say this one yeah well just just to just to kind of follow on from what pete says i mean andy like you know i um I'm no, I'm no FFP expert, and obviously, you know, I know that Sesco Morgan gives White and Anana. It's a lot of money. It's 150 million. You're absolutely right. We we were talking in, on previous shows saying that you know once we clear some of the deadwoods, as we call it, you know, the likes of your phases. <laughs> I thought it was me. Oh yeah, he's back. Oh, he's back. You're back. back. You're back. Yeah. I thought Sorry, I yeah. We, we, we were talking about uh, clearing, you know, some some of the deadwood. Um, so we were talking about, you know, the likes of your Haydens, your Hendricks, your Ryan Frazers, players like that. And we, I think, we estimated, boys, it was coming in at something like three hundred and fifty grand um, a week just from clearing all of those players. Now, if you add into that, your Kevin Trippier, who's probably on a good hundred grand a week, Callum Wilson's probably on eighty, ninety grand a week, Jamal Lascelles will be on about sixty grand a week. Uh, Miggy Almiron will also probably be on about 50, 60 grand a week. You add that to that money. So there's the wages covered. Then, you know, we've got the seller deal in the summer. We've got the, well, the additional payment for the seller deal in the summer. We've got the uh, Adidas money in the summer. Um, Not to mention any more commercial deals that we do. And as Keira Maguire highlighted and Pete mentioned the show, you know, FFP, when you sell a player, you get the whole price for that player in one lump sum so if we sold if we sold a player for say 20 million but we spread it over five years we we can use that money immediately we get the 20 million immediately when we buy players it works slightly different so if we were to pay 60 million for morgan gibbs white and we went to forest right here's 10 million and then we're going to sign them on a five-year deal and we do 10 million a season over those five years our outlay is only initially 10 million pounds but we've just sold you know, one, two, three. So say we say we say we bring in, I don't know, 40, 50 million 
at the, in, in this window. We could feasibly, I'm not saying they're going to, but we could feasibly go and sign four £60 million players and just pay £10 million up front. And then obviously over the years, yes, that would impact on the summer, it'd impact on the following summer and the following summer. But if we're bringing in players who you know, we, we see as the future of this club and players who you know, are going to bring us forward and help build us, we don't necessarily need to spend as much because we're bringing that spending forward to this to this current window. So I know it sounds crazy, and I know that you see the 35, 40 million for Chips and Miggy, but if we were to sign Sesco, Morgan Gibbs, White, Nanana, I'm not saying we'll get all three, but if we did, or players of that ilk, it would it, it, it's very, very doable, is what I'm saying. I mean, look at when we sold uh, Alan Sick Maximum. We sold him for 20 million, and then we went and bought, correct me if I'm wrong, we went and bought Harvey Barnes and Tino Livramentos. And between yeah. and you know their their loan is seventy million, but because of the way the deal was structured, that's how we were able to do that. So it's it's a possibility, is what I'd say, Andy. Maybe unlikely, I don't know. But it, for me, it depends how many players go. I think if two go, I would expect three in. Um, if three go, I would expect four in. But we, we we'll have to just wait and see. I mean, I think as a, as a minimum now, I think we need two players in, and that's not losing anybody. Whether or not that will happen, I don't know. But I think. I think for me personally, we're going to bring at least two in. Where they'll be, I don't know. What positions, but I know what positions I'd pick, but um, we'll have to wait and see. But it's it's definitely doing it doable, Andy. I know it sounds crazy, but it is definitely doable. It sounds crazy, but we're not totally crazy. Not, um, not totally. Right, another, an, another one will be great, and uh, life goes for zero to get off the books is, uh, is Matt Target. Uh, he's 100 grand a week. He'd be great to get it to, to find a way. Would he like? Would he fancy a trip to Saudi? I don't know. Um, what he... I don't know if any of you boys seen this, and I know people in the chat, um, guys and girls in the chat, have seen this. But there were tentative links again uh, yesterday with Matt Target and Nottingham Forest, and yes. um, he was very close to going there in the summer. Could it be <clears throat> that part of the agreement that he goes there that they've wanted him before? Again, there's that conversation there. Uh, will they want him again? Now, for me, personally, we've got Dan Byrne and we've got Lewis Hall um, that can play left-back. And so we've got our left-back situation covered. Do we actually need a left-back, a third left-back? I don't think so. If there's a potential to get rid of him, wouldn't be surprised if that move gets made. Um, Matt Target left Villa for Newcastle United because he wasn't getting first-team football. He likes playing regular football. And if he's given an opportunity to play regular for Forest, you can bet he's going to want to go and play there. And it's whether we can get the money. Who's to say? We signed him for 12 million. Will we get that 12 million back? They gave us 19 million for Chris Wood. Are they going to make it? They, they took John Joe Shelby off his. Could they do it for a third time? Could they, um, you know, could they pay the money? Twelve million would be a dream for Newcastle United for 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 Matt Target, third choice left back, absolute dream. There's that as well, and that was a link I think yesterday I, I saw that. So that's something that maybe could come to fruition now. He is getting back into um, to fitness. But just before you go to a few more questions, Daz, there has been an update with regards oh. to Trippier. Um, Martin Hardy of the um, Times uh, said Bayern Munich are, are expected. Um, to return with an improved offer for Kieran Trippier after the £13 million big, 
uh, was rejected. So again, there's a few people are saying that the bid's going to come back in at some point. Um, so you know, as Newcastle fans, we're likely to need to be prepared for that. Um, and this one's ramped up again, boys, in the last 24 hours. So it's where it looked like he was staying and he wasn't going anywhere. Seems to have ramped up again, and it goes back to that desperation <clears throat> we talked about earlier on in the show. They need a right back. They need one to come in. Could he be that guy? Hello, Bayern Munich. You're obviously watching the show. You've you've seen the poll, and you know what we'll accept now. Between eighteen and twenty million pounds. Uh, I want to take this one from a, a fellow we might know here, lads. Uh, who, who who you've heard of of uh, crossing the ball and finishing it yourself. Well, this 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 chap, his name goes by the name of Martin Nesbitt. All right, even Martin, but he he adds, he's asked for our thoughts on and shall we dropping her ownership to six percent? Rubens now up to fourteen percent. Now he does go on to, to answer it in, with the chatter said he he share his own thoughts uh, that I suppose she she can't compete with the when it comes to transfers uh, uh, applying the the ten percent to each of the transfers or, or any money that needs to be put in and after after that, but. What what are you thinking here, guys? Any thoughts on on the the with Amanda dropping down to six? I think, from my point of view, um, big big hello by the way to Martin. Um, I think, um, from my point of view, I think this is just the start of the inevitable. Uh, I think Amanda Stavely was always going to struggle to maintain uh, the trajectory that Newcastle United are on, and obviously, when you're in partnership or ownership with somebody. Um, you've all got to kind of put in your equal share, and I think if uh, if we carry on, uh, you know, growing as we are, Amanda Stavely was always going to struggle uh, to kind of keep up with that. Um, so for me, I think this is kind of uh, the beginning of the end, should we say? Um, that's not to say that she'll cut all ties with Newcastle United. That's not to say that she'll be hired by Newcastle United. Um, but I think gradually her percentage will dwindle and dwindle and dwindle, and then eventually she will step aside. Um, and either the Rubens will take over her now remaining six percent, or PIF will will subsume it, or maybe maybe we'll get further investment. Who knows? But um, I th this didn't come as a big shock to me, and I think it was kind of inevitable because it's going to be difficult uh, for Mandy to keep up with uh, what's going on. Yeah. Um, just apologies, John Gandhi. Just put the he actually put it in the chat earlier with regards to Trippier. <laughs> just just go through the chat. I've just seen it now. So, um, thanks for putting that question in. Um, yeah. <clears throat> if I'm right in thinking, boys, it was mooted really early on in the ownership, um, that Amanda Staveley might well need to step away in terms of um, her percentage in the club. It was always kind of mooted that would be the case for the reasons that Chris has said is that she financially doesn't have the money in order to um, continue to sell or put money into buying players and, and the percentages and all the rest of it to run this club the way it needs to be run. We knew long term it was kind of always going to be the case. Now, I also am of the mindset that she does have a management contract in place. Mm -hmm. So even though she's she is kind of a percentage owner of the club that she does have a management contact contract that if eventually she is get she does get bought out of those last kind of six percent that she still can be part of the club and running it on a day-to-day -day basis so it's not that we lose amanda Staveley and she's going to disappear she loves this club and she will stay a part of this club for as long as she possibly can and 
And it's very, very clear that PIF trust her, Nidad and Jamie Rubin, to run this on a day-to-day basis. And they're doing a very, very good job of it. And I don't see why that would need to change anytime soon. Um, so for me, I think this is potentially a good sign because it means that the Rubens are going to continue to put the money in uh, or big percentages of money in. It means that there's a lesser need for Amanda Stabley to put as much money in as she needs to for various different things. And I wouldn't be surprised if we're sitting here six months' time or <clears throat> sorry, or maybe in a year's time, and that percentage is dwindled away or brought out completely um, as part of that. And um, and she carries on with that management contract and continues to do what she needs to do. So um, I just think um, it wasn't a massive surprise to me. Um, and it, it, if for anyone that's kind of worrying that she's going to be going away, I, I, don't, I genuinely don't see that. I see her working and being a part of this club um, for, for for years to come, for sure. Cool. Let's have some quick fire answers. A yes, no, or whatever the, the, the case may be. So, right, first up is from Will. It goes, if we sell four players, have you written off the season then and not bringing in, any, in, in anyone else? I'd say uh, yes. I wouldn't say we've written off the season, but I think we're, we're not going to buy for the sake of buying. So I would say, I would say no. Um, because I know that we're going to be investing in the summer. Okay. Pete? Nope, we're not writing off the season. In, in actual fact, we could potentially be making ourselves stronger. Um, not necessarily <clears throat> in the long run, not necessarily because we're losing the likes of Trippier. He's a fantastic player, but I think as a squad, we will be stronger to attack the season, um, and, and I think we'll be better for it. And I'm saying if we sell Miggy, Wilson, uh, Trippier and Lascelles. Yes, we are right now the season and not bringing in anyone else. Anyway, let's move on. It's quick fire. Uh, next one is, if you could change one thing in the last year, what would it be? For me, it would be signing Diaby instead of Barnes. Good point. I changed that That hang on for another couple of seconds in, in Paris and uh, get, get through the next round of the Champions League. If if you're talking about signing, um, I'm going to go James Madison. Um, Of course, of course. Um, For me, uh, if I was going to change anything about the, the, the games this season, we should have fucking beat Liverpool. We should have beaten at home. If I was to change any game, it's that Liverpool at home. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat and say the obvious one. So I'm actually gonna agree with FMOGB on this. Like I would have loved us to get the RB in terms of signings. I would have loved to get the RB, and I think he would have been a fantastic signing. Um, so I think that's a great shout. In terms of games, and he, he says last year, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit. Um, I would have changed the results of the Carabao Cup final. So sorry to cheat, but oh, we meant this season. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, I, went the, I went with the fine prints I had to, but no, no, I mean, this season, yeah, I agree, Liverpool game, all day, all day. Hypothetical, I'd, I'd say get, get as well if you got someone else to put on the bets for Tonali. Anyway, moving on, uh, <laughs> let's go to, um, from Tony, <laughs> when Wilson leaves, does Isaac get the number nine shirt or uh, does a new striker get it? Easy. A new striker gets it because Alexander Isaac loves the number 14 because he loved Thierry Henry. Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, 100% new striker gets it for exactly the same reason. <clears throat> Speaking of new strikers, uh, Stu says Victor Osman saying he knows where he's going in the summer. Uh, wonder where he ends up. Probably not in Newcastle, <laughs> but uh, would he get the number nine shirt if he <laughs> for your eyes? Yes, <laughs> and I'd love him to get it. I'd love him to get it. Um, yeah, no, Victor Osman. I mean, I, I, I must admit, I think I posted this in the group actually, boys. I think I'm a little bit excited when he said that, but I'm sure, um, I'm sure we're not looking at Victor Osman because I think Pete said the other week, and it's a fair point. We've kind of got our Victor Osman, and we wouldn't swap our Alexander Isak for Victor Osman. So, uh, I think he will go elsewhere. I do think he'll end up in the Premier League, but I don't think it'll be Newcastle. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he's he's not coming to Newcastle. Um, I think we'll look for a top, top young striker to come in, maybe a Benjamin Sesco, who knows, um, to supplement uh, Alexander Isak. Um, but I think Tosman's a, a quality striker, but I don't think we need to outlay 130 million on a striker when we've got 130 million striker in Alexander Isak uh, already smashing the goals in for us. And I'm not being funny, like, to, you know, how do you keep both happy? Would you want Alexander Isak playing on the left? No. I wouldn't. He needs to be down um, and moving forward. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't keep both happy, I don't think, because they'll both want to play. Yeah. Okay, well, so I've got someone else that could take the, the number nine shirt for a while. And it comes from a chap that has spent more more, more time in the chat than he, uh, than he has on when he was w- working with us on the shows. It comes from Martin Nesbitt. He says, would you take <laughs> Benzema? Would you take? Uh, um, yeah, firstly, Martin, hope you're well. Um, what I will say is, is that there's strong rumours tonight that Benzema is going back to Lyon. Very bad, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. Wow. So, yeah, to answer that question, um, I, I, I would take him, but I don't think he's coming to the Premier League, which is sent Arsenal fans into meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> They talked themselves into the fact that they thought they were getting off um, Benzema in. To be fair, he had made them title challenges. I, I, I'm convinced of it. Um, he, he's so good. But um, yeah, look, 600 grand a week, ah, he, was, he was never going to Arsenal. No, no, no. I would take him, though. I would take him. Chris, well, and I wonder is this you asking this question because it comes from Chris <laughs> in UFC. And the question is, question lads, would you swap Miggy for uh, Maris? First of all, great name. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course it was. Of course it was. I love, I love Riyad Maris. Um, fantastic player. I mean, he, he's not a great age, um, but fantastic player. But yeah, if you if you offered me right now, Miggy for for Maris, yeah, I would take. Um, I, I couldn't not. Heartbeat, heartbeat. Even the dog agrees. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Another oh, one dear. from uh, Tom Dixon. I'm going to direct this one at you, Pete, and I know the answer because we're doing it on Saturday instead. But Tom asks, this week, is there an away days? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think we, we, the answer we, was we, no. We, <laughs> so, yeah, so focused on, uh, on, on, on transfers. Uh, you know, I think... Um, I think we'll, I think we'll we'll wait for this one and we'll come back with Aston Villa. Uh, we'll see if uh, Rich and uh, Rich Sutherland and um, uh, Billy are available to talk all things Villa Newcastle. So uh, yeah, hold hold on to the Villa game rather than the Fulham one. Okay, I'm going to go. Oh, I have to go for this one uh, from Life Goals here uh, for you, Chris. 
James Trafford is supposedly the new <laughs> Neville Southall. Uh, would you love that? <laughs> Do you know what? I think that James Trafford looks really decent. I've seen, I've seen him play a few times. Obviously, he's come from the Man City Academy and he's joined Burnley and he's looked half decent. Whether he's as good yeah. as Neville Southall, he's, he wouldn't cover the goal as well as Neville Southall. We know that. But... Um, but no, I, I, do you know what? I, I think I think he could be, he could be a decent shout, James Trafford, because he's not done bad for Burnley this season. Um, is he is he number one potential? I don't know, but uh, but he's certainly a player we should keep an eye on. Yeah, it's a good player. Can I just give the Jordan's Down South chat um, a, a big up for this? I think it might have been Daryl or Segs, and I can't remember which one uh, uh, talked about it. Um, but they kept putting Trafford into the chat, saying he's a quality player. We, you know, yeah. we need to get into. I'm not convinced, and he's a good goalkeeper, but there's just elements to his game that I'm thinking if we're going to get a goalkeeper that's going to replace Pope, it has to be top, big, top, big. and that's my question mark on him, and I don't think he's quite there or going to be there, I think, for a number of years, um, if he ever does get there, and that's my question mark, and that's what, like, they've the, the bigged him up, to be fair, so I'm glad someone else has kind of mentioned it. Mamadashvili, who knows? You've got um, Diego Carlos. Um, uh, sorry, not Carlos, Diego Costa um, at, at oh, yeah. Porto. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a number of others uh, yeah. out there that you could probably look at as an alternative, a young goalkeeper that's that's already at the level that you could bring in and, and be elite. So I'm not, I'm not sold on Trafford just yet. Do you know what? I was watching, not to segue too much, but I was watching, um, and you know I, I mentioned earlier about the top, top clubs having top, top goalies. I was watching Villa the other day and I thought, you know what we could do with that Martinez. I'm not saying we're going to get him, but somebody like him. He's just, he, he, he is just horrible, isn't he? He's horrible, but you know, he commands his box so well. He's big, he's strong, he throws himself in front of things and like, Again, it kind of it kind of shows you need that real strong goalkeeper, um, and that I do genuinely feel that's what we're lacking. Um, Tottenham, Tottenham have brought in Vicario this season. I've already mentioned Liverpool with Allison, Man City with Edison, uh, Man U. They are where they are because of Anana at the minute. But you know, if if they had like that solid number one, who you kind of you know you want your defense to turn around and go, he'll be all right. We've got him behind us. We're going to be fine. And I just feel like. I don't feel that with Pope. I think Pope's a good goalkeeper, as I've said before, but I'd still want that number one goalkeeper where you go, wow, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Uh, and I don't think we've had that probably since Shea Given. Um, and Shea Given has his doubters, by the way. I wasn't wholly convinced on Shea Given, but he has his faults. But he was a fantastic shot stopper. Fantastic shot stopper. It was just the fact that he was a little bit small for me, but... That's a separate story. Because you, you, you have fascination with Neville Southall still. Oh, um, mate, it's taken you get lobbed all the time. I used to say to him, stand on your line, because I think he was only about six foot, six one, which is small for the goalkeeper. The amount of time Shea Given used to get lobbed, but separate story. 5'10". 5'10". 5'10". Oh, but there you go, then. There you go. Yeah, right. Let's move on. Uh, we're going to start with the questions. Um, we uh, Because we... Yes. Another keeper. Uh, from yeah. um, where, uh, Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund, yeah. 
Um, right, just to let we're going to go to tell people what's happening tomorrow because we're back with another show tomorrow. Uh, we're back with a guest, uh, but just uh, we're going to give a shout out to the sponsors and also uh, people ask the question yes, uh, when, when does the show go out on Spotify? The next day we'll be trying to get the show out on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Music. But yes, if you were one of the one of the people listening on one, on one of the the uh, podcast platforms come and come and join us uh on, on youtube some evening as well uh, catch a live show get your, your questions in the chat and uh, make sure you're subscribed uh, as well um on, on youtube as well as following us on, on the the podcast platforms right shout out to H.O. Bathroom Design Co. and all the beautiful bathrooms that the lads have there. I'm not going to show the pictures because they're with the they're out of date. They've got new showrooms, and we're going to get the new pictures and show them to you then. And also shout out to the radiatorshed.com and Russ and his radiators. Uh, and you go and set them up for you as well. But best as we always say, go go talk to the, to, to the guys. Check, go to the website, check out the latest there, and go go have a, uh, give them a call, send them an email. They'll get back to you, and they will sort out your needs there. Uh, but Pete, do you want to tell us what's happened tomorrow? Yeah, um, we've got the main man coming back to join us, um, uh, Mr. Jordan Cronin um, from Newcastle World uh, is coming to join us to talk about all things mad um, Newcastle United related. Um, so yeah, there we go. That's the one. There he is. <laughs> Might change, you, but that, that's general gist of us so far. Yeah, pr pretty much. Uh, no doubt there might be a couple of extra players added to that by the time tomorrow. Who knows in the, in the world of Newcastle United? But Jordan's coming back. Looking forward to chatting um, to us, and we're looking forward to chatting with him as well. So yeah, um, look, this uh, loaded mag NUFC train does not stop. Uh, We'll keep uh, chugging along uh, with fantastic shows. I have to say, um, great number of um, uh, likes as well. I can't remember the exact number, but um, thank you for the likes as well. And we've had over 10 subscribers again tonight uh, that subscribed to the channel. So thank you for your support with that. If you're one of them, uh, massive thanks. If you haven't, uh, click the subscribe and, and give us a like on the way out. But thank you for all your support. It's been um, uh, uh, amazing and much appreciated. Fantastic questions in the chat comments the lot like the discussion share the show tell your friends bring them along to load it join the family join the loaded ultras if you would like as well uh and yeah because we're with this this transfer window is not finished yet uh but yeah that's it thanks everyone only one thing left to say how would you like that good night everyone